Hello world, it's your brother Silent Sam. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Well, for one, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right. So, hello world. Welcome back to another episode of the Silent Conversations podcast. It's your brother Silent Sound tapping in. And we're back, of course, sharing value. Speaking, of course, with the, the, the core values that I stand with, which is peace, positivity, and perspective. Our goal here is to share stories, not just my story, but other people's journeys to inspire people to start and continue down the journey of self-development. So today, we're not going to stop there. We have my brother Kerwin in the building, brother Kerwin Phillips, an author, uh, a businessman. I want to be able to talk to him. And we're speaking about self-development all the time when it comes to us as mature adults. But our children also have to develop. And what he specializes in is in children literacy, and he has a book. And we'll get into to that, and I appreciate you joining us. But okay. welcome in, Karen Phillips. Yes, How are you? I'm good, brother. Good, good, good. good, good, good. Beautiful good. day. You know, we're ready to get into the conversation. Yes, indeed. Right. right. Um, as, as we, we kind of talked before then, uh, before this, we was kind of catching up. I've actually worked with Kerwin and worked for the same company before. Um, so this is a full circle moment, um, being able to come together and talk about something that has nothing to do with what we were doing <laughs> secularly and right. speaking about something that we're more passionate about exactly. um, is, is definitely enlightening and inspiring. So I'm, yeah. it's a pleasure to have this conversation with you, man. Right. But we talk about self-development. Um, the, the core to this and why I wanted to start this particular podcast is to be able to share my story, mm-hmm. where I came from, what inspired me, what got me started. So I want to ask you that question. Right. When it comes to self-development, before we get into your story, what does self-development mean to you? Oh, man, it's just, you know, just uh, taking time to become a better person than what you were yesterday, right? Trying to add skills and, um, you know, information that you can use and apply that you can do more than what you did in the past, right? Instead of doing that on a daily basis, right? right. And that's exactly what self-development is. So when, when you think about it, I'm going to get this sound that's clicking me. I'm not sure what that is. We'll figure it out. But, um, but yeah, so in saying that, where does it start for you when it comes to you taking self-development serious? Because we know ultimately we're growing, whether we volunteer or involuntarily, we're growing. We're always having influences. When did you start taking self-development serious for you to start becoming a different or better version of yourself? Oh, man, it's crazy. It's, um, it happened, actually, when I was you know, at the same company where we was working at. And it was a bank, right? We was working at a bank together. Right. Um, you know, I was sitting there. It was one day, you know, I was sitting in the call center, you know, working, and it just hit me. I'm like, you know, I'm making, like, I've been, I was, like, at the time, I was, like, in the workforce. I graduated from college. It's been about, like, 10 years, mm-hmm. right? And I'm sitting, and I'm looking, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wait a second. I'm making the same amount of money today that I made 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and I've been in the workforce for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I'm like, what's going on? I said, I haven't. I have my, my salary hasn't changed mm-hmm. in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, I said, that, that's, I said, something's going on. I said, I need to do something different. Right. You know, so that's when, at that point in time, I went back to school, 
to get my master's, and then I started, you know, kind of pursuing more challenging roles in the company. Right. Right. And that's when I went from, you know, like I don't know if you remember, but I went through like it was like four or five years every year. I was getting promotion. Yeah. 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 Right. Where yeah. I came from, like within a four or five year period, I came from being working in the call center mm -hmm. as just a, a collections rep mm -hmm. to being an operations manager. Mm -hmm. and that happened in four years because mm -hmm. that's at that point in time I took everything serious. I'm like, you know what? I need to start. Building and growing, correct. And you know, and I and I felt that within myself that you know I woke up, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I said you know, and then that's why at the time, if you remember, mm -hmm. I was bringing other initiatives into the company as well. Right. You know, I was doing Toastmasters, Toastmasters right, right. I was doing resume workshops, right. interviewing skills workshops. Because right. I said, you know what, there's other people here that may, you know, because people were saying that well, you can never grow from the call center and get into leadership. Correct. And I was the example. I'm like, I did it. Correct. You know Correct. what I'm saying? Correct. And I say, you know, and I want to show other people how to do it as well. And that's when I kind of brought all those different programs into the job. Like I said, Toastmasters, the interviewing skills workshops, and all kind of other stuff to kind of help uh, motivate other people to, to, to get on that path of personal development as well. Right, right. That's, uh, that's beautiful. So I, I, definitely, I definitely can bear witness to that because I, I watched it happen. I didn't participate in everything, but in seeing the feedback from other people about being able to learn the skill to be able to speak in front of people when they were shy before and right. learning how to develop networking, meeting right. people that are on a common ground where you say, well, this person is supposed to be manager, but you're in the same room with me learning the same skill set that I'm learning. So it brings exactly. more people around, which like you said, you were, you, you were woken up and understanding that, hey, I'm on a hamster wheel to a degree. Exactly. I'm, doing, I'm doing all of this work. I put in all this labor, but I'm getting the same result. So I need to change it up. I need to spice it up. So you challenge yourself. Exactly. You you put something um, of a burden to you, which you didn't have to. Mm -hmm. People are complacent and they're okay with making the same thing for ten years because they know right. it's they know it's stable. Right. You see what I'm saying? So they're not concerned with oh well I I, I want to make more next year. Or, Why haven't I made this? But you were you made an intentional choice. With that being said, and, and to go deeper into that particular part, how important is challenges for you whether you pick a challenge but like you said you may have chose harder responsibilities that would uh challenge you to develop but how important are the challenges and adversities that came upon your life and you can speak about them if you want to if you want to go as far as the stories behind them but how important are those and what, what did you learn from those challenges that make you who you are now that you still learn from yeah so i mean and I've been, you know, I'm 45 plus, you know what I mean? So I say I've faced a great deal of challenges. And it's funny, I, you know, I was speaking to my, my daughter like a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. and I was saying that sometimes you have to embrace the challenge. Like, you know, you can't just um, uh, hide from it or shy away from it because mm -hmm. you'll stay in the same position. Correct. But once you, you, you take on that challenge, and then you, you learn that you build like a certain set of muscles or, you know, a mindset that, you, you know what, I overcame that. Mm -hmm. And it's a sense of accomplishment, mm -hmm. and now you're on to the next thing. Not to say, because life is not easy. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be able to, you know, face that, face that adversity, take it on, mm -hmm. and move past it. Right. You know, that's the only way that you'll be able to, you know, um, I think that that's, even though it's a challenge, it's the easiest way for you to develop. Absolutely. Because that's the only way that you'll be able to get to that next level. Absolutely. Right. But now, if you're a person who's comfortable with staying where you are, then so be it. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking to grow, you have to step outside. And sometimes it's just stepping outside your comfort zone. That's it. Right. You know, and, it's a, and it's a challenge for some people. Right. You know, but it's something if you're looking to get to that next level, it's something that you have to do. 
Absolutely. And, and, and that's one thing that I like to re- reiterate on this podcast is that it's a part of the process. Yeah. Part of the process of growing is that it's going to get uncomfortable. Yep. You're going to, it's going to be some pain associated with you. You got some sacrifices you're mm-hmm. going to have to make. But exactly. on the other side of that, the reward is there's lessons that you learn so that you don't have to keep repeating that pain. Right. You know what comes with if you don't stay consistent. You right. know what comes with if you don't take the challenge and you wait it off, the challenge becomes even harder later right. because you haven't taken um, taken acknowledgement of what you should do. And right. let's pause for a second because uh, I'm not getting any power. There we go. You got the light. Now we good. Apologize for that. But things happen. This is about self-development. It's about being aware when sometimes you see an indicator, you gotta do something. When your car has a check engine light, you don't keep driving. You got to check it out. So I seen the light pop up and said low battery. I knew I plugged it up, but for some reason we weren't getting any power. So we had to address it. So we good. We saving the audio. We great. Yeah. So so back to what we were saying. So we know that that's the process. Yeah. Part of the process is that you gotta get uncomfortable. Yeah. Even if you have to make yourself uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you didn't have to. You were you were doing good. You were yeah. from the societal uh, standpoint. You were maintaining. You were great. You were yeah. living the dream in the sense you had a job. You were stable. Mm-hmm. You were comfortable. Right. But you something in you said I got more in me. Yeah. That I'm not using. Exactly. So I always think about um, you know they tell us we only use ten percent of our brains. Exactly. When we're conscious, right? Mm-hmm. But when we're asleep. We're using 90% of our brain. Mm. In totality, we're using 100% of our brain. Right. Right? So that means at this point, you have to be able to exert or get out of the framework that everyone has told you that you're in the box. Right. The cubicle, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You can be in that position. You can be okay. They can give you rewards. They can do morale things. They can yeah. give you company t-shirts. They can give you backpacks. Right. But you know within yourself, when you go home, you're like, this don't fulfill me. Right. Right? Exactly. So I want to talk about, so we, t- we talked about the challenges with that. Let's also talk about the next stage. So now that you started, you introduced these things, you started developing. Right. What were the um, benefits that you may not have thought you were going to get, mm-hmm. but you started receiving these benefits because you started taking intentions on growing? You went through the challenges, you brought the Toastmasters in, you brought these programs in, you started helping other people develop. What were these rewards that you were getting that you didn't think that you were going to receive oh, by doing that work? You know, it's crazy. Just, um, I know the one thing, like a lot of great feedback, you know, mm-hmm. people would pull me to the side and say, you know, thank you for doing this. Or, you know, they said, you know, I didn't, like, as you said, some folks didn't participate, mm-hmm. but they saw the way I was moving and it made them move, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. again, sometimes you have to see, you have to be the Jesse Owens, not the Jesse Owens, the Jesse Owens mm-hmm. or, or the Jackie Robinson. Correct. You have Correct. to be the first person to show that it can be done. Correct. Right, so that other people say, "Oh, I could do the same thing too." And then other people follow suit. Right, right. Um, from those opportunities, you know, when you help others, the universe helps you. Absolutely. Right? So it kind of opened up doors where I was being. I was able to network with some other folks mm-hmm. outside of the organization. Mm-hmm. The people who got wind of things I was doing, and you know, just help open up doors for other opportunities for me. For sure. You know. So. Okay. Um. So let's let's take it let's take it to the next level from there. So. Right. When, when we think about development, so there's multiple levels to development. Yeah. There's secular development, your career development. But then there's things that you have to do outside of your career to help your career, right? Right. So let's talk about for you, when, when, you, when you're on your, as you're on your journey as growing, 
I mean, it doesn't stop no matter what your age level is. But right. what are those things that you picked up when you were younger that you, I mean, you may have bumped your head when you were younger, but what still holds with you now that keeps you on that path to say, I got to keep growing, I got to keep challenging myself, I got to keep making myself uncomfortable, even though I may have the physical things that look like I'm successful. Right. It's funny. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, I grew up, you know, in Brooklyn, New York, you know, in the Brownsville section, right? And at the time, you know, as a kid, this is like the, the 80s, the mid-80s, right? Um, it was a time when we had a community. Right, mm-hmm. where you know, um, like everybody knew each other. Everybody pretty much came up together in the neighborhood. Right, mm-hmm. all the parents knew each other, all the kids knew each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was like an ecosystem within the community. Right, mm-hmm. even when you had some people was went to different. You know, some folks went out to work every day. Mm-hmm. You had the guy at the corner at the at the, um, at the liquor store. You had this one people on the hustling, uh, block hustling. Yeah. But everybody looked out for each other. Right, everybody knew each other. Right, you know. Um, you know, let's say cash outside playing ball, playing you know, playing loud music, you know, you know, music and stuff. The boxes out. You see the elders coming home. Mm-hmm. Turn the radio down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you kind of step to the side. Hey, good, good afternoon, Mrs. Mrs. Green. How you mm-hmm. doing? Mm-hmm. Can you help me with your bags? Mm-hmm. You know, and it was the thing. The one, the two groups that the, the guys on the block looked out for were the kids, were the youth, mm-hmm. and the elders. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They made sure that the elders were straight. The kids were straight. The kids weren't exposed to nothing crazy. Right. The elders didn't see nothing crazy. Correct. You know what I mean? So it was like, a, you know, it was, a, it was a community. They made sure that, you know, the kids didn't get in the stupid. Like, we had a, um, the guys on the block, they put a, um, a basketball court in, in, on an abandoned building. Mm-hmm. Right? They put a hoop and stuff up because they knew the kids needed something to do. Correct. Right? That that would keep them on the block that they didn't keep their eyes on. Because if there was nothing for us to do, we would go into other neighborhoods and mm-hmm. get the prop and get the beefs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they kind of created a system, mm-hmm. like, you know, like a um, insulated, yeah. insulated mm-hmm. system, an like insulated community where the kids were, were looked after. Right. Right. Um, and that's something that's been instilled with me, you know, forever. You know, um, that kind of drives the things that I do today. Yeah. You know, for trying to uh, to help develop the young people and um, also, you know, help the elders as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm going off the original question, yeah. but, but you asked about um, what, what was instilled in me at that point in time. And then also I grew up in the era of the conscious wave of hip-hop, mm-hmm. right? Where we um, had the X-Clans, the um, Public Enemies, BDP, Poor mm-hmm. Righteous Teachers, Brand Nubian, right, right, right? right? And all that stuff, you know, the same way how you see kids nowadays, mm-hmm. they listen to who they listen to and they kind of emulate them. Correct. I emulated the ex right. the public enemies, the, right. B, the BDPs, and I took on that mindset where mm-hmm. I wanted to help my community, mm-hmm. right, by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Like, me and my cousins would go downtown Brooklyn and purchase Malcolm X tapes. Mm-hmm. You know, we would mm-hmm. listen, like, the first tape we bought was the um, Message to the Grassroots, okay. right? Yeah. Message to the Grassroots, then we bought, went and bought Battle of the Bullet, mm-hmm. then we bought this one, that one. So, you know, he said, me and my cousins would, like, exchange tapes and be like, we could kind of break it down. You already said on that one? Right, right. Yo, he really... You know, right. so we really got into it. Right. You know, so that whole element, mm-hmm. you know, of wanting to, you know, teach my community, help my community, that was something that's it's still in, in, in me to this day, mm-hmm. you know, um, even though I kind of carry it a different way. Yeah. Because when I was younger, I was more, you know, radical with right, it. Right, you know, right, as you get right. older, you kind of, 
do it a different way. You right, know, right. kind of like the, the school who sat by the door. <laughs> that's you know that development, though. That's a, yeah. you, you, you see what happened, what transpired, you had some results, and you say, yeah. well, if I want these same results, if I don't want these same results, I need to change what I did. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that your mindset changed, doesn't mean that your philosophy changed, but my presentation or exactly. my delivery may change so that I can get in the doors that I need to get into. So right. that, that, that makes perfect sense to me. So in, in staying in that moment there, so we're talking about what inspired you and what influenced you. So during this time when you were getting those tapes, when you were developing a hunger for that knowledge that you were looking for at that time, mm-hmm. was was this high school? Was this what, what, what time period are we talking about? I mean, we going from uh, from elementary school into high school. Mm, okay. You know what I mean, okay. Just remember, because in high school, this was like the the early early nineties, right? In, in high school, and you also have to remember in New York mm-hmm. um, at the time there was a big racial powder keg going okay. going on. Okay. Like when you look at the movie Do the Right Thing. Right, I'm in New York. That's the whole right. thing. Seeing it, yeah. Seeing it, like people. Right. Like I, I was telling my son, like several years ago, like when the whole thing, like with Mike Brown and you know um, the different people that were being killed by the police. I'm like, imagine all this, mm-hmm. but this was happening in New York City because we had a whole bunch of incidents right. that was taking place back to back, back to back. Right. Like Gavin Cato, Lucille Hawkins, Michael Griffin, Eleanor right. Bumpers, you know, and so it's a big thing in the city. Right. Um, so that's. So we had a whole of that. A lot of that was kind of bump, pumping us up Correct. at the right. time. You know, not just myself, but a lot of my peers. Mm-hmm. You know, and we was into that whole Afrocentric, you know, element. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where, like, we're, we're kind of brought about, remember, we had like a different world, the Cosby show. Right, you know, right. And everybody was Afrocentric. Right. You know what I mean? So right. that's when we had all that energy going behind us. Correct, correct. So w- what I'm hearing is not only when you, when you have a hunger for something, Having inf- having a, an environment mm-hmm. that's catering to that hunger allows you to keep seeking for more. If exactly. you have a hunger for this knowledge, but the environment around you is deterrent to you growing. Exactly. It almost makes development seem like a dream or something that's fictitious, right? So I bring that to to kind of bring it to what, what you what you've done to this point, right? Mm-hmm. We spoke about how the music at the time influenced your hunger. It, it kind of sparked it. What were they talking about? So now I got to go look that up, right? Yeah. So the same thing now. Children now, what are they talking about? Let me look it up and look into it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I don't want to lead you into that, but for children, what is your what is your opinion or your perspective on how do we make the right environments for our children to learn or grow? Wow. You know, um, I think it starts at home. Okay. You know, I mean, you have to make sure the home environment mm-hmm. is, is is suited for you know for where kids feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, asking questions and seeking out information, mm-hmm. which means that the mindset of the, the parents have to be right. Okay. They have to kind of create the environment for the young people. Okay. Because, um, like as you said, let's say if the kid goes out and um, they get information, they, they want to inquire about more. Correct. But then when they come home, the environment is chaotic. It doesn't kind of it makes it more difficult. Not to say it's impossible, right? But it kind of makes it more challenging for them to really get to that zone or to get that mindset of keep developing and keep growing. Mm-hmm. Um, so to like I said, we have to kind of create those environments. Um, and again, if it's not at home, we have to do our best to create it outside the home, make it available for kids outside uh, of, of their immediate um, household. That's where you know you have people who create programs and have right. you know summer camps and after school programs and all kind of stuff that way kids can get it 
outside when it's not necessarily at the house. Okay. Okay. Um. So okay. So and and you bring up some some great points there. So you're saying at home, the home environment has to be conducive to growth. Right. Then. The environment outside of the home has to be so that would be of course I guess the friends and the family and everything mm-hmm. else that you associate with yourself outside of which are home. So you have to have a standard at home, right? And a standard of being when you're around other people, right? To know that it's fostering growth as well. So th- those are great points. So to to bring it to where you're at now, financial literacy for mm-hmm. children, right? Right. So you've written a book. About it. let's talk. Let's talk about it in specific. Okay. So let, let's just introduce it. What's the name? What's the name of your book? Yeah, the book is uh, name of the book is called Malik's First Job: mm-hmm. Financial Principles for Teens. And what what made me do this book? Now, initially, before I was getting into the whole financial literacy, mm-hmm. the fact again, I was I'm a hip hop head, mm-hmm. right? I was doing hip hop workshops, okay, in locally in the library, we teach about the history mm-hmm. of hip hop and how how it grew and developed into what it is today. And the key premise I was, you know, using in those in those workshops were, was the fact that these different pioneers we speak about, Bambada, Cool Herc, Flash, or whoever, they were teenagers okay. at the time, you know, when this whole thing first developed, right? And not to break you, did these workshops were for children? Yes. Okay. 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 Like they were called the other hip hop youth empowerment workshops, okay. right? So I was teaching the history of hip hop and how it developed, and the main fact that it was it was really birthed by teenagers, mm-hmm. right, trying to be creative and trying right. to, you know, be, find ways to uh, be constructive and positive their energy. Mm-hmm. And from that, it grew into a multi-billion dollar industry. Right. So what um, talents and things and um, skills do our young people have today right. that if they took time to nurture and develop, that they could grow and, and kind of build a you know, um, be self-sufficient based Correct. on those talents and skills. Right. So I kind of transitioned from doing hip-hop and I was doing financial literacy, mm-hmm. right? And when I was doing those work, I was doing financial literacy workshops and I was using other people's books. Mm-hmm. I was using books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad or mm-hmm. um, The Richest Man in Babylon or mm-hmm. a few others. Mm-hmm. And I found when I was trying to have these book clubs with these young people, they had a hard time connecting with the books. Right, because they didn't see themselves in it. Like, for example, the richest man in Babylon, right. that is set in like ancient Sumeria. Correct. Right. And some of the names are hard to pronounce and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And the kids couldn't get past that to absorb the information. So I said, you know what? I'm just gonna write my own book and um, and write it in a way that our kids can relate to. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm saying I'm gonna take the book, I'm gonna write it, put a black face on the cover, mm-hmm. a young man living in Brownsville, Brooklyn, working at a sneaker store. You know, these are all elements, his name is Malik. Mm-hmm. These are all elements that the kids can identify themselves with and see themselves mm-hmm. in the book. Right. And then that'll kind of help um, tear down that wall. Correct. And they'll be like, okay, now I can absorb the information. Correct, correct. Right? correct. So that's the, that was the kind of the motivation behind the book. Absolutely. So that, that's, that's beautiful. So you, you identified a, what you would say is a problem, right? Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity. I, I don't like to use the word problem, but you've seen right. an opportunity for children that wanted to grow, but they just, there was that one missing link. Right. It was getting from A to B, so I was I was making it to the workshop, mm-hmm. but I'm not getting to C because I'm, there's no connection, right? So I'm not getting there, with, but now I'm going to make it where, right. oh, I can make sense. That makes sense to me now. Yeah. You made it more palatable. Right. These principles don't change. Exactly. exactly. You still know what you need to know, and that's what I want to get into next, but you identified an opportunity and you capitalized on it. Mm-hmm. But within that, your intent and your purpose was behind that was to still give children an access to information that's still valuable. Exactly. 
what they've always told our community, like I said, you, you, you put a, a black face on it. Mm-hmm. Our community has no representation in the books that we're taught. Right. Our, we know our school system isn't designed to promote our face on anything to make us feel as if this is something that I need to grow towards, right? Exactly. If I've seen in the textbooks that all of the people of authority don't look like me, then I don't think that I can get to that point. I right. only see where I can be a worker for that person, right? right. So this, now that you're introducing this new way of thinking, which isn't new, it's just a new way of presenting it to right. our community, what are you seeing as a result of this? And we'll get into how you did it, how, like what goes into the book, but what are you seeing as um, the feedback to having something that my child can see themselves in and they can learn what money is and what to do with it? Yeah, man, a lot of great feedback, you know. It's, um, like, just as a matter of fact, most recently I was at the post office because, like, the people at the post office see me coming in, like, every other day, mm-hmm. like, mailing books out. Mm-hmm. And one day, one of the, um, the ladies at the front desk was like, okay, what do you do? I said, I'm an author. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, well, what's your book? And she, so she bought a book for her daughter. Mm-hmm. And, like, last week when I went to go mail some stuff off, she was like, I just want to let you know my daughter, she read your book, now she's saving money, mm-hmm. right? You know, she's looking at her money. She's uh, she saved up for I think like it was like a junior prom or something like that. She set a goal that she wanted to, to rent a Tesla, mm. right, to, to go to her prom with, and so she set a goal and she raised the money herself right. and saved the money herself right. to be able to rent correct the, the, um, that vehicle for her, for herself for her prom. Right. You know, and then she said, okay, my daughter read it and then we gave it to our her cousin and our cousin's reason reading it. You know, so she just, and she said, I just want to let you know that your book is making an impact. Absolutely. You know, and I, you know, I get that from several different people from mm-hmm. time to time. So, again, it's, it's, it's effective. So, yeah. um, so people say, you know, that, that they enjoy the book. Um, one person said, you know, it's, it's not boring. A lot of times you think about financial, mm-hmm. finding concepts, mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's a lot of, that's accounting and all right. this other stuff, right. and it's boring. Correct. But uh, there's this a, a teacher, uh, a teacher friend of mine, she's like, she read it. She said it's a good book. It, it, it kind of emphasized a lot of stuff that she's trying to tell her children. Mm-hmm. And she said the book is not boring. Mm-hmm. You know, the way it's written, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's digestible. Correct, correct, yeah, correct. So. That's beautiful. Um, and, and congratulations to you, you for that as well. Thank I mean, you. even coming, just to be able to see, and I know for me, um, me re- recently writing a book and, and understanding the process and having confidence in your thoughts, right? <laughs> right. Because like, that's the biggest thing. You can do all the research and compile all the information, but you got to be confident in your voice enough to say, I'm going to write this in my voice. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm going to put it out here and people are going to take it. And you can't undo it after this. You, know, so you got it in paper form. You know, I got an ebook. You got a paper form. So right. it's out there. It's out there. Right. If I missed that period, I missed it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Which is beautiful. It's, it's great to see. And that's what inspires me. And that's that's why I want to have conversations like that with people like you who have had a goal, manifested with action. It's right. not just speaking things into existence. We can talk about I want a financial literacy book for right. 10 years straight. Exactly. We won't get a financial literacy book. <laughs> What we will do is see someone else that heard the conversation make a financial literacy book, mm-hmm. and then we will get upset, right? Exactly. But you take action. That's what I taught. That's what self development. Development is an action word. Yep. That's not something that, that's potential. It's not potential energy. You see what I'm saying? We talking about kinetic energy, you know, potential energy. Everything has potential energy. Right. This bottle has potential to fall over, right. but until it falls over, it's that's it, nothing. It's just a theory of what may happen, right? Yep. So. When we think about developing and you taking the intentional thought to say, I'm going to, I see this opportunity. I'm, I'm already hitting toward my purpose is, and I'll get into that question as well, mm-hmm. but I'm already working on, I'm chiseling at it, but then you identify this a little bit deeper than 
this. I, I found something that I have passion in, which is music, and I connect the dots on mm-hmm. on understanding how your talents can help you develop into a greater person. Then I found a deeper edge here where I can teach financial literacy. Since I come from a fi- uh, financial background, I can input all of this into one, which then creates the whole, which is what your purpose is, which is to teach is what it sounds like to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? It sounds like that's what you're here for. You know, but to ask you that question, do you feel as if you know what your true purpose is on this planet? You know, it's funny. You know, years ago I had a, a mentor. Mm-hmm. You know, who told you know, we, you know, who told uh, myself and a few other folks that you know we have to take you know take what you know, right, um, and find a way to apply it mm-hmm. to help others. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we all have different skills and talents, and. Um, just to kind of go back again from the time like when I was a teenager going through that time in New York mm-hmm. you know I remember at one point in time when I said someone asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up mm-hmm. I wanted to be a civil rights leader mm-hmm. you know I wanted to be that person when something go down you know I call me and I, I show up to your city and mm-hmm. you know kind of shake mm-hmm. some feathers mm-hmm. you know and so again it's all, it's all about me trying to help my community right. you know so in the same sense now you know I got to have the, um, the privilege of going to school you know getting a degree you know um getting my master's degree, and everybody doesn't have that opportunity, right, absolutely. you know, um, but the information is still there, mm-hmm. so being able to share the information, mm-hmm. right, for those that may not have to, you know, go through the whole college process or the mm-hmm. master's process, mm-hmm. being able just to teach it, you know, that way they can apply it in their way, Correct. right, Correct. Um, just trying, again, just trying to help build up those around them, let them know they can be done, mm-hmm. you know, so I think... Uh, I think my purpose is to use what I know. Like, you hear people say, you know, you know, you take what you know and teach it to those who do not know. Correct. You know what I'm Correct. saying? We had so many great teachers who emphasized that. You know, mm-hmm. it was Andre Elijah Muhammad, yeah. Marcus Garvey, Noble Drew Ali, and mm-hmm. so many others who taught us to, you know, give back to our community, help develop the community. Absolutely. That's how we do it. Absolutely. So, so with that being said, break down. I don't want you to give away the right. the sauce, but. As far as this book, what is the general premise of how you're breaking down financial literacy in this book? Yeah, so basically just like everyday things that you can do, um, just basic principles. Like, uh, like for example, like one of the things, like in the book, you know, what happens when Malik is sitting down with his dad, you know, after getting a job and his father shares with him these different principles, mm-hmm. right? So like the foundation of financial literacy, like no matter what book you, know, you read, the first thing you have to have is the right mindset, mm-hmm. like being able to say, you know what, I'm a... I want to get myself together. I want to be able to build savings. I want to live within my means. I want to be able to save money. You know, just having a mindset to want to, to, to want to do it, right, right? So then, like, one of the other steps is, like, paying yourself first, mm-hmm. right? Taking a certain portion of what you make and set it to the side, and that's for yourself, and then do what else, whatever else. Right. Um, again, being able to budget and different things. So all these different elements are things that you can do. Like, mm-hmm. like I remember with my son, when he got his first job, like I was showing him, I said, look, you know, when you get your paycheck, I want you to give me a certain portion of it uh, for me to save for you. Correct. Right? He gave me some pushback initially, but eventually he did it. And then what happened at the end of the summer, I think I had like $500 saved for him. Right. He, he kind of put to the side, but right. he had forgot about it. Right, right, you know right. I mean? And then like months later, you know, he needed something. I'm like, you know, I still got that money from over the summer. He was like, for real? So mm-hmm. I forgot about that money. Mm-hmm. See, now if I let you have it, you wouldn't even have nothing to talk correct, about. Right correct, now. correct. You know what I mean? So from there, he kind of, you know, from a young age, he learned, mm-hmm. he kinda, you know, I need to start 
putting something to the side. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, he still had that discipline to this day. He's like 20-something years old now. Mm -hmm. He still tries to so you know just um, trying to give these people basic give the kids basic information like, I don't get too heavy yeah. into the topics but I just want to kind of introduce the concepts yeah. that way they can you know at least say that okay I've heard this stuff before I'm familiar with it and then as they get older they'll be able to apply it once you know things you know they start developing into their own careers and stuff like that correct 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 so yeah. that's, that's beautiful um and, and, and like I said it's palatable and that's that's the main thing and the fact that anyone can pick it up if a, a teacher can pick it up mm -hmm. and their student can pick it up right. you know you're gonna you're gonna cause impact so that's that's beautiful for sure man yeah. um so the next next thing I want to kind of speak about so in you saying and knowing and identifying what your your purpose is to take what you know and to teach it to those who want to know it, and that may not know now, right. but want to know. Um, you have a podcast. Yes. Um, so within your podcast, what, what, what is that? What do you use your podcast for, and, and what kind of conversations are you having on that? Yeah, so the podcast is called The Malik's First Job Podcast. It's pretty much an um, extension of the book, mm -hmm. right? And on the book is a focus, I mean, not on the book, on the podcast, mm -hmm. a focus on topics around leadership, entrepreneurship, and financial literacy for parents and teens. Okay. Right? So I bring on guests who can discuss various aspects of that. Mm -hmm. um, like I've had some folks who came on speaking about student loans and, you know, ways to get out of student loans and how to apply for scholarships for college, mm -hmm. and also some things about motivation and stuff that the community needs to know. Absolutely. You know, like entrepreneurship for youth and gardening and stuff like that. So I try to have like a wide range for sure. of, uh, of guests who can kind of speak to those three, those three topics, those three pillars, leadership, entrepreneurship, and financial literacy, mm -hmm. again, for parents and teens. And it's important to reach both the parents and the teens because let's say, like we talk about the, the household environment, mm -hmm. if, the, if the child is getting the information and the parent is not, it creates an imbalance. Right. Now, if the parent is getting the information and the child is not, it's an imbalance. Right. But if the parent and the child get getting the information, they can work together. Right. You have that knowledge and the wisdom coming together to bring forth understanding. Correct. Right. Correct. They can all work together as a household to keep things going. Because mm -hmm. we speak about, you hear people speak about generational wealth. Absolutely. All the time. It's a big right? topic now. Now, if you look at statistically, they say that um, 70% is it yeah, seventy percent of generational wealth is lost from the first to the second generation. Absolutely. And then from the second to the third generation, that's ninety percent is lost. Mm -hmm. So what's the disconnect, right? I'm taking this time to build all these assets. I got houses, I got stocks and all this other stuff. Now when I pass away, the kids get it. They 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 sell the house to go buy some new Jordans. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Or they sell the house to go buy right. buy X, Y, and Z or whatever. Right. right. So what's the disconnect? It's the, it's the information. It's like, look, once you get these assets, you want to keep this in the family, maintain right. it. Correct. You know what I mean? We want to keep a legacy going. Mm -hmm. And like other communities are getting it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You see, you know, um, things get passed from family to family and family to family. Mm -hmm. Look at the Hiltons and all these different families, the Patels and all this other stuff. Walton. Walton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets passed down. Correct. Right. What about the Jenkins? Let's just get the Jenkins <laughs> things going down a lot, right? Right, right. So, um, so again, it's the information, making sure that, you know, the children know once you get this, these assets, this is how you, what you do to maintain it and keep it going. That way the family keeps on eating from generation to generation. Absolutely. Right. So we got to make sure the information is out there. Absolutely, that, that's, that's great, um, and, and that's what I like to use the, my podcast for, start the conversations, Yeah, conversations create communities, because exactly. we start, we sharing information, you know some individuals, like, oh, I had a conversation with this person, they share information on that, that's, 
let's meet together and let's all collaborate and, and, and build right. this this real voice yeah. that is needed in order to continue the conversation and growth um, for our children, for ourselves, mm-hmm. so that we can continue to push the agenda for ourselves, not just push against the agenda that's on us. Right. Let's push our own agenda for ourselves. And that's that's naturally what it's about. That's when you when you bring up the honorable Elijah Muhammad, when you bring up Marcus Garvey, when you bring up leaders, right. nation builders, right. you have to push your own agenda for yourself, not just complain about what's being done to you. Exactly. Which 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 takes me back to um importance of financial literacy. Um I know it's important to you for you to create a podcast, create a, a, a book around it. Um, I would assume that there's going to be levels and, and volumes to yeah. Malik's first job, his second job, his first family, <laughs> you know, whatever right. it may go. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. And, and, and being able to see it go on that journey. But just to speak on it, have, have a few moments to speak about how important is financial literacy to our community today in 2022. Oh, you know, we live, we live in America, <laughs> you know. And, you know, it's a capitalist society, Absolutely. right? And it's very difficult, not to say, again, it's not, nothing is impossible, For but sure. it's difficult to get certain things done if you don't have the finance to make it happen, right? You know, I've seen a lot of people with great ideas, they like, could do this, da, 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 da. Okay, who's going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you going to make the money? Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right? So, you know, it's, it's part of that balance, and it's part of what's needed, right. you know, to help help you know grow, help nation build right right you know in order to build you have to pay for resources and materials or whatever the case may be right. to, right. to make things happen it ain't gonna happen just like you say just because you, have, you think about it mm-hmm. you can't you, you may got no money tree in the backyard you just can't <laughs> you know visualize and say okay I'm gonna see the money coming no, right right we gotta get the money from somewhere absolutely you know so it's it's, it's just the reality of it so Correct. it's very important and the um the literacy behind it is okay okay you're making the money. Now, are you managing it correctly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know where to put it to, to make it continue to grow? Correct. Where it's not, like you're not working for money, the money's working for you. Absolutely. Right, and knowing those strategies, mm-hmm. right, how to make that stuff happen. Because mm-hmm. um, we see, like, you know, um, like with athletes and lottery winners, mm-hmm. like the fact that you get the money, right, that's not the solution. Right. Uh, you know, the, the, the solution is, okay, what are you doing once you get, get it? Correct. You know, so I think that's why it's important because, as they say, like, within... Like five years, you know, they say the average. I guess I'm not sure the change what the statistics are today, but like in the past, within five to ten years of a person leaving the league, they're broke, they're right. bankrupt. Absolutely. After they've done had millions of dollars run through their hands, mm-hmm. you know, why mm-hmm. is that? Again, it's because of the it's the, uh, the lack of knowledge on how what to do once you get that money. Correct, correct, and and that's that's a big a big thing now. So when we look at in 2022, LeBron is a billionaire, right? Yeah, yeah. Having the literacy and the support system, the team, the management, the family, the support, you know, everything around him, he's able to acquire a billion dollars off of his skill set mm-hmm. and not be able to have to break his leg to do it. You right. see what I'm saying? You, right. We've literally watched him acquire that billion without really getting hurt. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you got to be smart. Right. There's, there's a lot that goes into that. There's a process. Like, what is his big slogan? Trust the process. Yep. Because he has to work on that thing every day. Mm-hmm. I got to stay in the gym even on the off season. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna miss some time with some family. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna do this, that, and the third. But I'm gonna acquire this as well and show my son how to do it. 
Right. So we put in the, he put a system in place mm-hmm. where he can literally, he, he, from what it looks, and this is just my personal opinion, if it works out and we, <laughs> we will have this document. So if it does right. happen this way, then great. But the pre- many people are saying it, but he's carving a way for that he can lead the league and his son can come into the league right, right behind him. Mm-hmm. And it's already carved out that he doesn't have to do much of anything. All he has to do is just show up with the skill set and the mindset that he wants to do it, and he can be just as great, if not greater. Yeah. I'm saying that to say within our community and, and with my perspective of financial literacy and how important it is to our community, it's right next to air. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's right. right next to the water we drink. You know what I'm saying? Because right. without it, we our food, our water can be taken away from us. Mm-hmm. Without the literacy to know. Yeah, you can be stimulated. You can get a stimulus. But if right. you don't know how to stimulate your economy within yourself... Mm-hmm then it would be a waste of time. Exactly. No one's going to feel sorry for those who had all the access but do nothing with it. When we, when in a deeper side and what my perspective comes from, when we look outside of other countries and look at us, mm-hmm. and we, when we're speaking to us, I'm talking about our community, black community, We I can kind of understand why they don't want to connect on some levels because they like, well, you have all these things in front of you. Why haven't you built a nation yet? Why haven't you set yourself apart or, or, or shown yourself to be able to manage these things that you have available. If you mm-hmm. are spending, what, trillions of dollars a year, mm-hmm. you have the most $1.7 trillion, I think is the number, yes. that, of spending power a year. Right. Why haven't you done it yet? Yeah, you see what I'm for. saying? Right. <laughs> so I can understand it. it don't, I mean, you're still supposed to help your brother out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. you, you need to be going straight. Still got to say, hey, you know, straighten up. Right. But, in understanding financial literacy and, and doing that, I think now we're in a position which a lot of people have woken up, right? Mm-hmm. In 2020, between 2020 and 21, our community made a lot of money. Yep. A lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people fired their jobs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people created businesses and podcasts and communities and, and were able to garnish a lot of capital. Right. But now we're in 2022 and it's kind of quiet. Yeah. Everybody was, hey, I don't need to go to work, you know what I'm saying? Because I got this, I was able to do this. But now we're in a, in a position, that's where that financial literacy comes from. Like we said, we got to, it was a problem. We only looked at the lottery winners and the athletes, and they blow the money fast. We have individuals that's just like us that were able to get opportunities during this crisis, capitalized, and are now back in the same position that they were two years ago because they didn't have the literacy. Or they started and didn't finish it. Right, and you say not just the literacy. Yeah. Like you, know, you spoke about LeBron and the way he was able to become a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Now he didn't do it by himself. Mm-hmm. Like if you, I mean, if you know, I'm sure behind it, he, he has a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, Maverick Carter and everybody. Yeah, <laughs> he has a team that kind of helps to yeah. advise him. They all work together. Correct. And I think with us, what happens a lot of times we try to move as individuals. Absolutely. Right. So okay, I got mine. I got my business. Mm-hmm. Right. And then mm-hmm. when you hit hard times then you know you don't have nowhere else to lean on. Mm-hmm. Now let's say if you had a group of people who've all created businesses and they formed a coalition, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you know with that coalition they take on other projects where it's okay, let's let's do some other investments. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, you all you know you've made a million dollars, you made a million dollars, you made a million dollars. Let's all take ten thousand dollars each or whatever, hundred thousand dollars each mm-hmm. and pull it together and put it into something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Make a uh, common investment. Correct. Right? Um, I know I was speaking to somebody recently about, um, like, reason like some restaurants fail. Right. right? It's like black restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like, you have 
let's say you have five restaurants, five black-owned restaurants in a, a two-mile radius. Mm-hmm. Right? They all order chicken. They all order fruits, vegetables, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But they order it separate. Mm-hmm. Why not everybody order it together? That way you can get a cheaper, a, a cheaper rate. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody you know gets gets what they need. And you know it's more cost effective, right? But we have a mentality that we're trying to compete against each other. Correct. Correct. Whereas other communities, they'll pull their resources together and get those cheaper rates and, and get those connections mm-hmm. and help each other out. Mm-hmm. They or they understand that okay, even though it, there may be five or ten businesses in this in this area, we all can make money. Correct. And it's enough for everybody going for everybody to go around. Correct. Right. But we have the. You know, they say the, the, the root word of Africa is Africa, mm-hmm. which means to separate. Mm-hmm. And so we still have that separated mentality Absolutely. to this day, right? Right. But we want to move as individuals and not move as a collective. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that goes to you making make somebody move. We know what Will Smith and, and Chris Rock, what an open hand smack can do. But right. if you were to close <laughs> that hand and come right. and bring everybody together, you can do some real damage with a fist. Exactly. So exactly. It, it's, it's knowing... With that community, with the literacy, having the community, the support system, you know, that's what can carve out a pathway so that the other generations can do that. So we can limit that 70% on the, on the first generation, that 90% on the, on the third, you know, on the, on the third, however it goes, you know. Right. And, and it comes from understanding family and then from when we're on this particular plot of land, understanding that your family is business. Mm-hmm. Understanding that everything that we we are conditioned to use and as our resources are controlled by families. Mm-hmm. Walmart is a family. Yep. Mars Company and all these things are family names mm-hmm. that you have to go to to go get your food and go get your water and go get your resources. So we have to understand that too, that we are a business just as much. We are just as important as these other family names as well. Like you were saying, we got to have the Jenkins on, on, the, on the Forbes list too. Right. Mr. Walter got five of his kids on, on, the, on the Forbes list. Not just that it's about material gain, right. but it's because he put a system in place that even if the kids messed up, they can't mess up the system. Right. You know, it's funny. I heard, um, I think it was like 19 Keys was saying that what has to, which what has to happen is that we have a code, a family code of conduct. Absolutely. Put a together. standard, yes. Right. Yes. A family standard. Right. Say, look, you like you know, the, the father, the, the parents sit down with the kids and say, look, right. this, is what, this is what we do. Correct. This is, this is the family business correct and you all going to be a part of the family business right. we're, we're thinking long term not just okay because oftentimes what happens let's say you know the parents work a job and the, the daughter she wants to be a dancer the son wants to be a rapper mm-hmm. and everybody's going in different directions right. like, no 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 we we study farming mm-hmm. we understand plants and agriculture mm-hmm. right and the parents teach that to the kids mm-hmm. and the kids absorb so that, let's say the parents start a, a farm business or whatever and they're selling groceries and they know how to, to grow the plants and all this mm-hmm. other stuff and they teach that to the kids the kids pick that up and perhaps the kids go to school for agriculture let's Absolutely. say the parents didn't right. go to school for Correct. it Correct. so the, the children will say okay well you go to school for business you go to school for accounting mm-hmm. you go to school for this or that and then you bring that bring those skills back mm-hmm. to the family mm-hmm. to help grow the family business Absolutely. I guarantee you I'm, this happened to me several times mm-hmm. had, had a um, a f- somebody come to work on my windows, right? right? It was a Latino family, a yeah. Latino brother, right? And he, he brought his, he's okay, yeah, my, I'm about to leave, but my uncle is here, he's gonna help you do this, and my, that's my cousin right there, he's gonna do da da da, mm-hmm. right? So as they're working on the windows, the uncles comes to me and said, look, you know, you know I do landscaping, 
you know, I, I could do this around the house for you, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. here's my number. Mm-hmm. Then a cousin comes, you know I do this, mm-hmm. I can help you with this. Right. So they understand, okay, the, the windows is the, I guess, the, the gateway. The, yeah. the gateway. Yeah. Once we yeah. get in here, now everybody starts pitching. Correct. Right? Correct. And I'm sure if you was to call the office, the woman who answered the phone is another family member. Mm-hmm. Right? And she can really run down all the things that they do. Everybody does, right? Because right? right, right. it's a collective. They understand, they understand group economics. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we have to get back to, where the family structure is a business. Correct. Right? And we want to make sure that not, not, not just that we eat, mm-hmm. but our, kid, our children continue to eat. And all the skills that people have, the, your purpose mm-hmm. is to learn what you can, but find a way to bring that back to the right. family and help right. the family collective. Correct, correct. Yeah, that's that's beautiful there because that will ties it all the way back to self development. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are in a state now where in our community it it takes that one person in the family to to get that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it not think not thinking that you being the only one that has these ideas or has this hunger to want to make your family better. Mm-hmm. That is going to go on dry on for unfertile ground. Your example is going to be enough to inspire them, that cousin or that that brother or that sister or that uncle, that aunt that's going yeah. to help you along that way. But it's taking that initiative to self-develop yourself, be, mm-hmm. work on yourself. As you do that, you would then become the example for others to inspire you. And then y'all create that community within your family of everyone growing. And then it just becomes easier. The load gets lighter exactly. because you have more people pitching in. So that that that's beautiful to be able to bring that back around to that I want to take this time I just have like some quick fire things um, quick fire right. questions and then we'll wrap up you better tell everybody where they can get their, your book and where you can get your podcast right. um, but I operate under peace positivity and perspective so I actually rapid fire when you hear these next five words mm-hmm. I want to hear what's your first thought you can just give me your first word behind or you can go into deep thought mm-hmm. about it so when you think about perspective what's the first thing that comes to your mind perspective right that's, that, that's vision Right, being able to see, you know, um, see things to, to come into to come into see things into existence. Mm-hmm. Right, um, I tell people all the time: before you can create something on the physical, you got to first create it in the mental. You got to have that vision first. Mm-hmm. Right, before this table was created, it was a blueprint in somebody's mind. Right, right, then they went and took the steps of creating it on the physical plane. Mm-hmm. Right, so you got to use perspective and vision to help formulate the life that you want to live and become the person that you want to be. You got to see it first, then make it a reality. Okay, I like that. Um, positivity. Positivity, right? It's um, it's half, right? It's, it's, if you, if if um, you focus on positivity all the time, you know it's, it creates imbalance, right? Because both in order for for your computer to work, you was talking about you wasn't getting any power. There's a, um, a both a positive and a negative charge, Correct. right? That helps make things work, Correct. right? Not positive in the, in the sense of okay, this is good and this is bad, but it's all about balancing. Correct. Right? You have to be balanced in life. Right? You can't work all the time because you get burnt out. You can't play all the time because you won't get things done. But just um, having that balance of both positive and negative, the positive charge and the negative charge, you know, helps bring balance into your life. I like that. I like that. Um, peace. Peace. <laughs> uh, peace, peace, peace. Peace and harmony, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you say I'm thinking about peace, unity, love, and having fun, the foundation of hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, just being able to have time to, um, you know, just to have that that settleness, you know, that calmness mm-hmm. that we all need to help move forward. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, adversity. Adversity. You know, we all going to face challenges in life. You know, there's things that's going to happen. 
but it's all about overcoming adversity, taking adversity on and putting it in the stranglehold and take control of it. It's funny, um, the other day I was, I was in a, um, a class and uh, the sister that was doing the class said, it's okay to have fear in the car with you, but just as long as you don't have fear driving. Mm. Right? I like that. Right? I so like you'll that. face adversity, but don't you know, let your fear of adversity stop you from Correct. You know, taking it on. Correct. I like that. Yeah. Um, I said five words. I got two. So I'm going to say, what does uh, humble or humility mean to you? Oh, man, just, uh, just staying level-headed. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know we, we, we all achieve certain levels of success you know, in life. And just being able to not allow that to allow you to get big-headed. You know, because um, the world will find a way to pop that bubble real quick. Absolutely. You know, and bring you back to earth. Right. You know, so that's you know, as you move forward and whatever that you're doing, um, always have a sense to you know be thankful for the position that that you're in. Because I'm sure there's people um, that are doing far worse, than, you know, than what you are. So mm-hmm. just being humble and appreciative of what you have. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that last word um, to kind of bring it full circle: youth. Youth. Youth of the future, right? They're, they're the ones that, that we have to pass the baton to, you know, because at some point in time, we're going to pass on, we're going to die. Um, are we are we going to pass the, the earth to young people that are ready to take it on, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that in order to keep this legacy going, whatever, no matter what we're working on, that we that our kids are ready, you know, they're, they're properly trained and to, to sustain the legacy and to keep everything moving forward. Absolutely, that's that's beautiful, man. You knocked that right out of the park. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you take this moment, man. Tell everybody where they can get your book from. Okay. Give, give them the title. Tell them about your podcast and anything else you have going on, events, whatever you want to share. Yes, it's yes, your yes, time. yes, yes, yes. All right. So again, the name of the book is uh, Malik's First Job. Um, you can purchase it at Malik'sFirstJob.com. Um, in addition to the book, I have some T-shirts and other materials and stuff like that. Um, the podcast is called the Malik's First Job Podcast. You can catch that on YouTube or, you know, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, you know, all the podcast platforms. Just search it out, Malik's First Job, and you'll be able to catch the episodes. I have a lot of great guests speaking about a wide range of topics, right, um, around leadership, entrepreneurship, and financial literacy. Um, something that, that we didn't speak about um, on the podcast today is I'm also the, uh, one of the co-founders of the Youth Business Exchange, right, which is a 501c nonprofit organization here in the Richmond area where we focus on entrepreneurship for young people. And we host the annual uh, Richmond Children's Business Fair, which is a platform or marketplace that allows uh, young entrepreneurs between the age of 5 and 17 to come out and uh, promote their products and services to the general public. So that's part of helping that youth development as well, because through them vending and interacting with the right total strangers, right. they develop communication skills, financial literacy, mm-hmm. they overcome that nervousness and different things, and the art of selling. So it's a whole lot of stuff that comes along with that as well. It's beautiful, man. Yes, well, again, I appreciate you, man. This this episode is always brought to you by The Silent Store. That's www.thesilentstore.com. That's where you can catch my ebook, The Three Ps, The Keys to Having a Better Day. Um, and that's Peace, Positivity, and Perspective, as you broke down as well. Right. We're on the Silent Conversations podcast. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, The Silent Conversations with an S at the end podcast. Um, and also, again, the silentstore.com. You can catch all the episodes, all of the audio. 
Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you can catch the stream, and that's what right. we do. Like, exactly. subscribe, hit the notification bell. I got to remember to do all of these things oh, yeah. as well. Hit exactly. the like button, leave a comment, give some feedback. Check out Malik's first jobs of the book. Give it for your children. We, we want to help the children develop. We have to develop as, as adults, as exactly. uh, parents, soon-to-be parents, want-to-be parents, brothers, sisters, uncles, all of those things. We want to help the children, but we have to help ourselves in order to be a better version to help our, um, our youth as well. So, again, Kerwin, I appreciate you, brother, Thank you, for man. tapping in. This has been the Silent Conversations Podcast. Peace. Peace.